Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter too. And we are super excited for another weekend of Bulldog football, our first road trip of the year. Uh, Hunter and I won't be going to it, but uh, the dogs are not going to Arizona? No, <laughs> hate to break it to you. But yeah, the Mississippi State is traveling to, um, to play a Power 5 team, a Pac-12 team for the first time since, what, 2003? two or something like that first time we've no gone clue. first time we've gone on the road to, to a pac 12 team since then um but you know I'm, i kind of like our matchup here it's it's a it's a home and home that you were saying um earlier today that like really doesn't help us in any all. way like we win this game we're still probably not ranked if we lose this game people will just laugh at us for losing to what in recent years has been like the worst power five team mm-hmm. um so I'm sure it looked good whenever we booked this, like a few years ago. In like 2015. Yeah, when, when they, they were had like Khalil Mack, Khalil Tate. Go. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and they were like a top ten team when we booked them, I think. But yeah, it's turned into kind of like a um, a no gain slash lose situation. So um, anyway we'll talk a lot about that game and a lot more uh, that's going on this weekend we'll talk about uh, the memphis game last weekend and how it's so much better than last year's game against memphis but first i want to give you some uh arizona related wisdom um from with a quote i like to say oh god um, <laughs> I, I just want the listeners to know i have no clue what he does like before these like five seconds ago before we started i was like hey tell me what you're gonna say and he's like no so uh, I'm I'm sitting here riding with y'all. So Shaq, let's okay. get into it. All right. Like I said, it's Arizona related. Um, one of the things we're going to be faced with uh, in, in, in Arizona is going to be the heat. And I just want to give the dogs some wisdom that it's not the heat that'll get you. It's the humidity. But in Arizona, there isn't humidity. So it is the heat that'll get you. Is there humidity in Arizona during monsoon season? I didn't know monsoons happened in America. Is that a thing? I thought that was like just like an Asian island. I think that's a thing. Oh, I was on the Arizona oh, board. And maybe it, maybe like... it was tsunamis that don't happen here. Um, Jack, I hate to tell you, there's tsunami warnings like in America, like in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's and I think a... like. California it's, gets them sometimes. It's America. Like, they get the warnings, at least. Yeah. Well, Are, that's Aren't you a biologist? Shouldn't you know this? Shouldn't I be studying bugs? <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for our intro. Um, this this particular weekend, it's the heat that'll get you. Uh, I think I saw that the real feel for, um, for Saturday is going to be 96 degrees. I'm not sure what that's going to look like at game time at... So what seven o'clock their time? 10 I have no clue time. what time local that is. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, yeah, we're we're really excited to watch this game to stay up past our bedtime to watch it. So, um, yeah, let's get into some games from last week. Yeah, Hunter. and um, b- before we like get into any of these like specifically, college football is the best sport ever. Like okay. the amount of like, games that there were that were that I was just glued to my TV watching was insane. And I, it, I think <laughs> if they, if I mean, not that I'm just a huge fantasy football guy, but if fantasy football didn't exist, like, I don't think the NFL would have any upside whatsoever. Like, 
that's the only thing that keeps people watching it. I'm pretty sure. Like um, I don't, I don't really. There's understand. a much better product that happens from Thursday through Saturday um, than anything that Heck, goes on, on even on Tuesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, yeah. Wednesdays. Yeah. I mean, it's better than anything that they can show us on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays like, uh, in the NFL. There, so. there were about, like, I counted it out the other day just because, like, I was in disbelief of how many games, like, I watched and I was glued to my TV. There was, like, 14. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's and, like, just gross games, like, fantastic games, late game blowups. College kickers are back. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. <sighs> Every... And you were able to watch a lot more of that than I was. I was at the state game for the first seven minutes. Um, and then two hours after that, I was still there. But um, I didn't I didn't watch any more football after the first lightning delay um, in the stadium. I, I went back and watched the game on TV. But um, you were able to have a, a full day of, of watching every college football game imaginable. That was so the most gonna... time I've ever spent laying on my couch watching TV. <laughs> I want to rely on you uh, for some of these. I was able to watch the first one that we're going to talk about here, North Carolina at App State. Um, just This was the first one that I saw uh, on Saturday. Uh, final score was 63-61, to 61, and believe it or not, that doesn't tell even half the story. Um, just a lot of strategy that, that happened late in the game with App State scoring late. They could have gone for two, and, and uh, to take the lead they did and had a perfect play design player tripped and fell and they went with an onside kick that North Carolina ran back uh, for a touchdown and kicked the field goal to go up by eight and then App State just drives down the field with like 15 seconds left and scores again and goes for two again and what happened on that play? Uh, that play I think they just I think they just I, I I forgot it's a blur, but I'm yeah. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the schedule of last week's games, and Jack, we forgot about the great Thursday and Friday game. Oh, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That was like the best. That was probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah, like West Virginia and Pitt. Um, yeah, Pitt set a Pittsburgh sports record for attendance at a game. Um, they played like, in an NFL stadium. That's like the the the. Steelers, the Phillies, the uh, what was it, like seventy thousand people there? I don't like just absurd amount. And I mean, they owned the record before, but I think they beat about like two or three thousand, which that's yeah. a lot once you're getting up to like the edge of how much a stadium can hold. Yeah, and that's just a big like that was the first college football game that was that was played. I'm pretty sure um, to start this season. So that was that was a really really good intro back. Got to see JT Daniels for West Virginia play a really really good game have some unfortunate no one uh, deserved to lose less than jt daniels right there i mean he was just throwing dots the whole game and um uh, an unfortunate pick six that bounced off his receiver's hands and then a ball that fell short at the goal line um just like a receiver just couldn't quite make the catch and And then and then right when that game ends it's fourth quarter of penn state at purdue and yeah just just a great game the entire way down and then like yeah. Purdue's like trying the drive to like get some clock out and and they don't run uh they mm-hmm. they throw the ball around the field and they do it when they're up up seven so yeah um that happens they they're not able to wind the clock down enough yeah and, <laughs> like 
Sean well, Clifford. <laughs> like, I yeah. I cannot believe that he had a perfect drive to go win a game. Yeah. Like, it's pretty unbelievable. We, we had a game against two six-year seniors. <laughs> and, yeah. and, yeah, Penn State comes out on top. And that's a pretty big win. I mean, at oh, Purdue. Yeah. I mean, we've seen much better teams go in there and lose. Like, yeah. I mean, embarrassing. Granted, granted, Penn State was not a top five team. Yeah, so so they had still, yeah, they had the advantage. Anyway, um, so as we were talking about the UNC App State game, the final score to that one was sixty three sixty one. And on the complete opposite uh, end of the spectrum, we have South Dakota State going to Iowa, and Iowa wins seven to three. And if you think that tells the whole story, <laughs> boy, here you and buddy, oh boy, are you wrong? <laughs> Iowa is the first team ever to win a game 7-3 to without scoring a touchdown. Uh, they had one field goal to go up 3 to nothing. They had two safeties, um, and that was that, that adds up to, the, to a lucky number seven. So, um, man, college football is gross. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we missed another one from that Friday. Um, the Old Dominion Monarchs, uh, they were playing host to Virginia Tech, and... Virginia Tech against the Monarchs is 0-2 in their past two meetings, and they scheduled a 10-year agreement to play them. So and it's like it's like home and home too. Mm-hmm. Like not not eight in having uh, an in-state home and home with Southern Miss if they beat us twice in a row for 10 years. Oh, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> like, terrifying. I mean, good for the Monarchs, I guess. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Mm. But, I mean, it's an up and down week for Monarchs all around, I guess. Um, all right, so moving on to Cincinnati at Arkansas. I wasn't able to watch much of this one, so what you got for us there? Yeah, um, neither of the teams looked really great. Uh, KJ Jefferson looks worse without, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the SEC last year. Mm-hmm. Who, who'd have thought? And Cincinnati yeah. looks worse without, like, five NFL draft picks. And mm-hmm. honestly, like watching this game, both D-lines looked good, but you can't really tell if that's just because the offensive lines were horrible or anything. Like Cincinnati, I mean, that's a good recruiting place to be. There's some good D-linemen up there. You know they're talented. Yeah. But, I mean, if Cincinnati had any quarterback, this game yeah. is like way different. So just kind of seeing the... The instant effects of, of losing. Was he a first, was he a first round quarterback or second round? Uh, he may have been third. I don't know. The draft was stupid okay. last year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't watch any of the remaining games until the last one. So, just touch a little bit on each of these. Huh? Okay, NC State at ECU. Uh, ECU uh, was down, and then they started. They like tied it up, um, and then they get it. No, they go to tie it up, miss the extra point. Uh, NC State mm-hmm. gets the ball back with, like, I think it's like three minutes or something. Uh, they can't milk out the clock, but and then ECU gets it. And instead of, you know, going, like, let's go get the touchdown, they rely on that same kicker again. You know, redemption, oh, resurrection. Mm-hmm. They wanted him benched last week, and they still do because he missed that field goal hilariously. <laughs> um, it's like Nolan McCord. You know, like 21-20 NC State here. Uh, NC mm-hmm. State, 
I think, the most hyped they've ever been, and you go in the ECU and almost lose. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't feel great, but, you know, maybe it was just a scrappy ECU team. Yeah. I mean, pulling away from pulling away with a win there is important. You know, we had a, a similar situation with uh, LaTeX last year. I mean, kind of, obviously a different scenario, but we had to come from behind and beat them, and we still had a... a successful season by some measures so yeah you didn't see something not the end of the world um and then maybe the most eye-opening game well no no it's not um utah uh, mm. they, they were ranked number six right or was it number seven uh, uh, it was one six. of them i don't know yeah but they go into the swamp and play play like pretty good um quarterback looks good every everything's going but oh my goodness is anthony richardson electric Oh like yeah. it, it was just like every every other drive you just looked down and he did something hilariously like you've never seen someone do that and oh, the yeah. two-point conversion the pump fake spin move like <laughs> jumping move that to a wide open guy in the corner of the end zone that was crazy yeah and i think that moved florida from unranked to like number 12 was it yeah yeah which is insane uh Utah had a chance to win it at the end. Uh, all they had to do was kick a field goal to tie it up and go to OT. Uh, but they went for the end zone, and I mean that's, I mean what you have to do. So, yeah. I mean I, mean, I don't want to put my kicker out there in the swamp. Yeah, pretty hostile environment there. Uh, it seemed like the the swamp is kind of, kind of a fun place to be again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that but, was. The, I mean, it, props to to Billy Napier and that team. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what it's, what this turns into. And we get a really, really good test on that uh, this upcoming weekend. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit. Yeah. And then the next game, um, the Oregon Ducks played Georgia this week. This might be the most eye-opening game. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I was kind of going with it. Um, mm-hmm. was it. Was it seven straight touchdowns that Georgia had at the beginning of the game? Oh, gosh. I did not know uh, that. Yeah, yeah. They showed the you know the little graphics where it's like the drive outcomes. Um, yeah, I think it was six or seven touchdowns. And, oh, That's my fun. goodness. Um, the dudes that they just have is insane. Like, they have, like, their third best tight end. The dude's 6'8", 270. And he was out there, like, hurdling guys and just yeah. throwing people off of him. And that's your third best tight end. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, gosh. And, and Stetson looked really good. Oregon didn't cover anyone the entire time. <laughs> um, there was no better quarterback in the country to go out and play against Georgia and not have his whole like season ruined by losing to Georgia. Because Bo Nix has done that for like four years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... And his last two games have been against Bulldogs, so neither of them turned out really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least but, he stayed healthy in this one, I guess. Yeah, but Bo Nix, uh, he wasn't at home, so that's why it didn't go better for them. But He wasn't to, having fun. Yeah, so. he obviously wasn't having fun. Uh, he's not liking the new offense, so I'd probably take him off of my dark horse for the Heisman. Uh, yeah. Gonna go ahead and do that in week two. So, so yeah, there's that mm-hmm. one. Uh, next game, Notre Dame, new head coach, defensive coordinator from last year. Seems pretty cool. Kind of cringy mm-hmm. though. Um, at Ohio State, and 
all all summer, all like honestly last year during the season, everyone was talking about how Ohio State's offense is going to be the best, like probably better than 2019 LSU, just on pure yeah. talent. And, you know, you look at it, everyone pretty much agrees on that. The talent's there, the quarterback's there, everyone's there. Um, yeah. In this game, they early, they could not score against Notre Dame. And oh, no. I, I'm... I'm not sure if that's because Notre Dame has a great defense or if, like, Ohio State got into a game and they were just like, okay, this is just a win, win game. Um, yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be a pretty one. Just just do what we can do, win it. Uh, you know Notre Dame's going to uh, milk out the clock basically on offense because uh, when, you pay, when you play some offense as high-powered as Ohio State, you just kind of have to... Try to keep them off the field. Yeah. And, but... The most telling thing in this game, and I don't know if it's because Notre Dame's offense sucks, is Ohio State's defense holding Notre Dame to 10 points is insane. Oh, yeah. Like, last year I I think they averaged 42 points per game and Mm -hmm. didn't hold anyone under 10, so. Yeah. I mean, the the spread for this game was like, I think it was. 17. Yeah, I was thinking 16, 17 points. Um, And me and you thought, I mean, that's the easiest prediction of the day that Ohio State's going to uh, completely cover that but my goodness I mean in Notre Dame I, I was pretty impressed so, yeah I was very impressed uh, with their defense um, you don't really know what their offense is going to look like um, mm-hmm. going against Ohio State's new defensive coordinator he was at Oklahoma State last year and um, I'm pretty sure everyone knows how crazy that's like Zach Arnett on something else and yeah. <laughs> it's just all over the place a bunch of different assignments and like, yeah. just craziness. So you don't know how Notre Dame really was able to prepare for that with, like, seeing him with, like, really, really good athletic everything. You're not having Oklahoma State players doing that. So yeah. it's just a weird one. Uh, Notre Dame yeah. played well, had a good game plan, just couldn't get it done at the end. Yeah. Now let's, now let's make, like, Brian Kelly and go from Notre Dame to LSU and see what they did um, in New Orleans <laughs> against Florida State. Um, I actually was able to watch this one, okay, but cool. I just, My I, voice I, I is getting tired. <laughs> yeah, early on, it looked like LSU was just getting boat raced, and watching their fans just kind of slowly realize that like what they're in for was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like a team that I mean, we we said it on the last podcast. Every head coach that they've had, like the last four head coaches, I think, have all so brought them a three. national championship. Last yeah. three, okay, um, have all brought them a national championship, and. You know, you got this guy who's been knocking on the door of a national championship since he's been at Notre Dame. Now he's in LSU where he's assuming he's got all the resources to do so. And it just looked like Florida State was going to take this and run with it. Um, LSU does come back, make a, make a pretty good comeback effort. They score uh, with no time left on the clock. And... Uh, okay. Are they going to go? I, th- I think we should just go through this. Go through this hilarious, like, last two minutes. Okay. Okay. So, we get... <sighs> this is a fun one. Uh, four minutes left. Uh, LSU scores to bring the score to 24-17. to 17. Um, And then Florida State gets ball. I think it's like a three and out. And, um, and then they punt. And there's around, like, two minutes, maybe a minute 50 on the clock. Mm-hmm. They punt it. And former Mississippi State commit, um, I forgot the guy's name. Um, uh, I can't remember. 
I, I just wiped those guys out of my memory, but uh, let, let me pull up his names. Malik Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, muffs his second punt of the game and drops it at the one or two-yard line. Just want to interject and say that uh, Brian Kelly is keeping him as the punt returner mm-hmm. for the, after, for the after he game. did. And, and, mm-hmm. and, I mean, to, to Neighbors' credit, uh, neither – oh, wait, we haven't got to this part yet. Um, so, Florida State, all you have to do – you're up seven. Kneel. <laughs> Please. Kneel three times and kick the field goal. Two-score game. You win. Um, no. Uh, I don't have a problem with the play call. I have the problem with doing anything other than kneeling at the goal line yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't care about the toss. It's a toss. That's in offenses. So you should probably be able to do that. But Florida State fumbles on, I think it was second down. And LSU recovers at the one-yard line Yeah. with uh, how, how much time remaining? Let me figure this one out. Uh, one minute and five seconds remaining. I think they have two timeouts. Yeah. And at this point, Florida State has a 99.2% chance of winning. You know, LSU really hasn't moved the ball great. Keyshawn Boutte hasn't, hasn't been good the entire game. But, you, you know, it's football. Things can happen down seven, 99 yards for the rest of your season. Yeah. And and they go down. They, they, they start making some moves. They get about the 20 with, like, I think it's like 15, 19 seconds left. They throw a pass, and the dude runs out of bounds after it. And it's, like, really close. to like There's, like, two seconds, and they say, okay, he got out of bounds. They review it. He didn't get out of bounds. But there's some, like, rule about, you know, if we stop the clock, there's a runoff, or is there not a runoff? No one really knows. I'm not looking at the rule books. <laughs> so, yeah. so they give them one untimed down to score the touchdown mm-hmm. to, for this last play. And they go out there, and you know what? They score that touchdown. It is now a one-score game. The place is rocking with the fans that are somehow still there. Yeah. And you know all they have to do is go up there and make that field, make that extra point. It it's a whole new game. You get overtime, all that momentum from that ninety-nine yard drive. Mm-hmm. As quickly as as they the triumph from you know completing the ninety-nine yard drive came. Um, a mitt from a Florida State defensive tackle came equally as fast and blocked the extra point. <laughs> It was something like I haven't experienced since the obvious thing that we remember is the piss and the miss. Like, and that obviously that's funnier because of the whole celebration and the fact that he just straight up missed the field goal. Um, but oh my gosh, this was, this was brutal. This was like the best thing that I've ever seen. This has to be the worst defeat a someone could have. Yeah. Like, making the 99-yard drive, you know, you get there and everything, and then it's just gone. Just has to be the worst. I can't think of a worse way to lose. Which we'll probably experience something like this this week. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're due for some tragedy. Um, so, if you if you missed any of those games, or you missed all of them, I mean, I'm sorry. That was, that was such a fun week of college football. Um, we are about to best. get in... We are about to get into our game against Memphis, which was not nearly as exciting, but um, still really fun to watch once it finally got uh, got going. Um, so 
without further ado, let's get into this Memphis review. So um, I was at the game. I'll talk a little bit about the pregame, um, like energy and all that. And yeah. so um, obviously it, after the first drive, um, uh, offensively and defensively, we didn't pl- we didn't play much. But before that, the lightning delay happened. Um, oh my gosh, it was statistic. I I saw the stat. Uh, the largest opening weekend crowd at a state football game since 2016. How many was which, it? 52? Uh, I, th- I think that's right. Yeah. I'm on ESPN. I, I can just check. Keep talking. I don't know why. Okay. So um, <laughs> I got, to, got my first chance to see the new balconies, the new scoreboards, uh, which they just, I mean, the, the structures are the same, but they just put new screens up. Um, everything just looked so clean and new. And I just thought the stadium looked awesome. The, the, Seats were more filled because with the balconies up there, it takes away some empty seats that we always have. So everything just looks more full. Student section was rocking. Just really, really good energy. And I hate, I, I hate, I hate that uh, that energy was kind of robbed from us with the delay. But um, we 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 didn't waste the energy that we had when we had it. We we used it, scored a touchdown on the first drive on a perfect drive, for all I'm concerned. And then uh, a really good defensive drive to start off the game as well. Um, we had a good drive going uh, with a big third down conversion, and then that's when the lightning delay happened. And two hours later, we finally started playing again. And um, I just thought offense, offense was awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, the, per- I mean, the perfect, perfect start offensively and defensively kind of sets the tone. And and even though that tone was kind of interrupted, I mean, it, it still stands that you know we dominated from um, from the first drive into the last drive with the exception of uh, two, two pretty poor defensive possessions in there, but still the game was never really in doubt. And that's all you're asking for week yeah. one against a group of five teams. Yeah. I did find the number. It was 54,360. Okay. I like it. Uh, it, was, it, it. It was, it was great to see this game where the offense came out and so did the defense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know a, it happened we, a few we can times, just like, but a lot of times we can only ask for one or the other, um, and and that's just kind of scary when uh, seemingly inconsistent uh, offense, not necessarily drive to drive, but week to week, our offense has been kind of inconsistent under Mike Leach, um, and so <laughs> and the the style of defense that Zach Arnett runs is kind of like all or nothing. So you don't really know when you're going to get an off week for both sides of the ball, and then it's just it's just brutal. But yeah. getting getting a good week for both is I mean that's that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, um, get getting into to more stats if you have something else to say. Uh, I I don't think this is our thing, but we'll say that we dominated time of possession, uh, forty one okay. minutes to eighteen. <laughs> and apparently that's something that Arizona kind of prides themselves on as well. Um, so so kind of we'll have a short you... game. Yeah, maybe so. Everyone will be uh, home and in bed at eleven thirty. I doubt it. <laughs> nope. Uh, so looking at this now, uh, Will Rogers, 450 yards. It's a career high for him. He had five touchdowns, um, which with, without the Auburn game last year, that would have been a career high for him. Uh, but he had six against Auburn. I uh, did have the one interception that kind of seemed just like a pretty obvious miscommunication between him and a receiver on a route. But um, uh, I cannot complain about Will. He um, – he had that, and then he did have the backwards pass fumble. But there's so much that goes on with with a lack of rhythm from the lightning delay that I'm not going to blame him for anything yeah. that happened. Um, 
really, really good week for Dylan Johnson. He didn't see either of the two touchdowns that we had, the two rushing touchdowns, but 65 yards rushing, 39 yards receiving for 105 yards of all-purpose. Um, man, I, I love that dude. dude <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> I mean, he's been there. This is third year there, and he just continues to get better. Um, and I kind of wish he could get the credit for some touchdowns because he, he had a big part in a lot of the drives. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I know he's not worried about that right now. Um, he's just he's doing really well running and catching. And uh, I think he's actually our highest-rated receiver uh, in, in the Yeah, by now, PFF, so I believe. Yeah. It was at Simeon Price, but Simeon Price only caught, like, one ball. So Yeah. Uh, we did have some a lot of receivers. Twelve guys catch a pass the other day. Uh, obviously, five of them caught touchdowns. Five different guys. A um, few guys I want to call out by name: uh, Rara, Caleb Ducking, uh, Rufus Harvey, and Tulu. All had over 60 yards. With Rara having the most with 81. And the biggest thing that I saw was that we actually had yards after the mm-hmm. catch the other day. Yeah. Um, most notably, the um, the catch that Rara made in the first the first possession where he kind of caught a ball that was behind his back and uh, somehow like caught it and stayed up and just spun around and, and, and made the play to the to the pylon but uh, it's just it's fun to see yards after the catch that we haven't seen in a couple of years yeah yeah it felt felt pretty good about that one um, mm-hmm. uh, Rara had fourteen point four yards after catch per reception <laughs> jeez <laughs> how many um, receptions did he have. Uh, let me look at that. Can you see that? One stupid uh, PFF. Uh, he okay. had five receptions. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So 72 total yards after catch, which is n- nuts compared to what it's been like. <laughs> yeah. At least what it feels like in years prior. Yeah. I guess in my mind, I just think of the air raid as like the typical Austin Williams catch where he just like catches the ball, just maybe takes one step back and just falls down found um, so, found found the stats from last year um name okay. a receiver um mckay polk uh mckay polk had 3.2 yards after catch per reception <laughs> yeah lowest funny. on the team <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense austin williams had 3.4 baby <laughs> oh, reliable. Not, not lowest on the team <laughs> Okay, so um, a couple more things that looked good. If you watched our defense at all, you probably saw number 44, Jet Johnson, running around somewhere, um, always around the ball. That's just a gritty player, first in, last out mentality. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just very coachable. Mm-hmm. You know? Coachable player, good attitude. Uh, He'd probably go into coaching one day, you think? Mm-hmm, yeah, that's the type of player in our defense that I could see coming back and being a coach for us. A real yeah. leader of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he plays he the game hurt. the right way. That's what I always say. Um, Lunch pail type of guy. <laughs> Real, really blue collar. <laughs> I think I think we checked all the boxes there. His name is Jet Johnson. Mm-hmm. Sounds about white. Um, so thirteen total tackles the other day. Uh, probably the most impressive I've ever seen him. And and he was he was really good as we as we went through the year last year. Um, but he's just he's gotten better. He's definitely become the leader now that Aaron Brule is gone. Um, and our linebacking core looks incredible. Yeah, uh, if I must everything say so was very say. much fun. Yeah. It's the best I've seen it in a very long time. Um, so Dahl Bill as uh, our new left tackle. What do you think? Uh, yeah, he was pretty good. You know, I didn't go through and – uh, do my grading because you know I'm, I'm taking a stand against 
being a psychopath about non-conference games this year, especially when they end after 12 o'clock. Um, so you're going to do it for Arizona, right? Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sense. but I got I got PFF, so I basically just pay them to do it for me, but I don't mm-hmm. get to see like the play-by-play stuff, which sucks. But, you know, yep. we'll be back for against LSU or maybe Bowling Green if we have a bad outing. but yeah offensive line looked good um i'm perfectly fine with our uh worst offensive lineman by grade last week being laquinston sharp um Mm -hmm. i know that he can be better i know that he will be better so yeah that is very promising to me uh everyone else on the offensive line had over a 75 pass blocking which Mm -hmm. it's a zero to 100 scale 75 is like pretty dang good that green looks pretty green you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah feeling feeling pretty good about that yeah i I, um i do want to say i think will got sacked four times in this game which may seem like a high number but look in the air raid where most of your snaps are going to be dropbacks i i've started seeing four is like the new one like I, i see four is like not even that many. what are you talking about Charles Cross let up a sack in the Egg Bowl. What a bust. Oh, my gosh. No way he'll ever be a starting left tackle for the Seahawks. He'll um, never be a starting left tackle for the Seahawks. I, I literally heard an Ole Miss fan say those words. So, um, All right, so that was all the good things that happened the other day, or some the, the ones that kind of jumped off the page to us. Uh, the bad things that I noticed, um, and bad, you know, just kind of, may seem like a like a stretch but um i did notice no kicks to the back of the end zone from uh, on our kickoffs um could have something to do with the weather i really don't know i don't understand kicking um two bad drives defensively at the end of the third quarter start of the fourth quarter that kind of made this game look close it took us from a 35 to um three game to uh 35 to 16 pretty quickly um so that wasn't too much fun. Uh, we lost the turnover battle, uh, a will interception, and a backwards pass fumble. And I think we did get a, we did force a fumble in this game, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we lost the turnover battle two to one. Um, uh, our defensive line only had one sack. That was Nathan Pickering on the first drive. Um, and I, to my knowledge, that's the only time I really heard Nathan's name in the game. It was yeah, kinda, that's pretty much what happens. Um, kind of quiet. Seth Hennigan was really not wanting to get hit. Um, mm-hmm. Looked yeah. like a yeah. uh, very like happy feet guy, which I can understand. It's week one, the game's lost, two and a half hour delay, stupid. Um, so just get out of there, basically. I yeah. mean, yeah, and, that's what I got on him. So yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. And the only other thing I had uh, in this one, which may seem very vague, but I just thought that it was. It seemed pretty tough to keep momentum and rhythm uh, with the weather. You know, a two-and-a-half-hour delay in the middle of a game is just kind of stupid. And, um, you know, I, that's why I'm not really being hard on Will for the mistake, the couple mistakes that he made. And um, that I, I, that's what I chalked the fatigue of our secondary up to as well. Um, I mean, you just kind of get amped up for a game. You wait until 6 o'clock or 6.30 to play this game. Your energy is just going and going and going, and then it just stops, and you can't do anything about it. Um, I just He's been think, dressed since... Uh, 450 yeah I've been I just, taped I, since three it's it's really tough for me to blame um secondaries for two two bad plays in a game um that that kind of cost us what seemed like really long drives so um 
I'm, I'm really not too worried about it. And in this week, you know, assuming there are no weather delays, it looks like all sunshine uh, all day long in, in Tucson. So um, really hoping that we get to see a more, um, uh, like just a, a normal version of this team and see what we look like offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited. I, I thought the parts that we that we saw and they looked really good and um, the, the the mistakes that were made I, I I really do think they were just all uh, because of the delay but that's that's what we get to find out this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on Memphis? Um, no, not really. I was pretty close on uh, score prediction. Yeah, you said forty-five seventeen, and it was forty-nine twenty-three. Forty-nine twenty-three. Yeah, that was really. Good. I said thirty-five to. Or thirty-one to ten, I believe. So I was I was pretty off for a little while. I was looking I was looking really good for a little while. I was looking peachy, but then they went for two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's going to bring us into our preview for this upcoming week. Um, going traveling to Arizona for this one. So um, I think that's the furthest we've traveled for a game since maybe playing BYU in. Was that twenty? What's farther going the New England or going the New England was twenty sixteen, but yeah, I would say I don't know. That might be pretty pretty equal distance. I'm not really sure. Um, if we ever play Hawaii, I wish I would kind of want to go to that one for some reason. Maybe the fact that's in Hawaii. Um, all right, so Arizona. I didn't get to watch them play the other day, but they're one and zero with a win against San Diego State. Um, last year, they lost to San Diego State by 24 points, by the way. Um, a San Diego State team that won 10 games, including against Utah, um, maybe BYU. Uh, I don't know, but they were one of the teams that we always had on the graphic. Yeah. Um, they also so, had that punter that was a bad person. So Yeah, we're not going to talk about him. Um, so yeah, San Diego State, I, I, I'm pretty sure not the same caliber as they were last year, but that's also... I can confidently say that Arizona is a better team than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both both of those programs have changed a little bit. So uh, Arizona one and zero, pretty convincing win there. Um, maybe if you did see anything from this game, you might have seen a, a really funny um, video where they were punting from their own end zone and their what do you call that guy? Their shield, like a guy on their shield. Uh, is it a gunner? No, I don't know. Special he, teams is weird. He he blocked. His own team's punt. He, Arizona's shield guy blocked their punt, so that was fun. And gave up a touchdown. Um, so, uh, but Arizona's special teams also blocked one of San Diego State's punts as well. So that's that's one thing. That's the first thing I noticed that we probably really need to be careful of. If they're going to block their own punts, let's just let them. Um, and th- <laughs> we really need to be we really need to be quick on special teams, getting the ball out. And um, I'm. I'm I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world that's noticed that. I'm, I'm sure our You're not worried not, about special teams troubles? I'm, I'm sure our punter's not practicing being slow. So um, that's 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 promising. I haven't heard that, that press release yet. But um, All right. You want to talk a little bit about the guys we need to be worried about? Yeah. Um, Jacob Cowing had a really good game uh, for mm-hmm. them. He's a transfer from UTEP. Uh, yeah. He had 1,300 yards last year. In uh, week one against San Diego State, he had eight receptions for 152 yards with three touchdowns. So he's like their little slot guy, you know, mm-hmm. just move them all around the field. And then they have a, a, a five-star that committed to them 
last like this recruiting cycle. I don't yeah. know how to say his first name, McMillan. Um, yeah. yeah, he had three receptions, 53 yards, one touchdown. Uh, I think he's listed at 6'6", six, six, I think, 6'5". I think he was 6'4". And, then the, and uh, high Jacob... school, he was listed at 6'6". Six, six. So, <laughs> that's weird. You know, that, that, that Arizona heat will get to you a little bit. That's what I've heard. Um, so, usually yeah. it's the cold that does that. But um, <laughs> we've got... Uh, Jacob Cowling as well that you mentioned he's 5'11 so two mm-hmm. just completely different uh, yeah. different builds there but two very really good receivers yeah so Forbes uh, will probably be on McMillan out wide uh, pretty much on an that, island out there is that just the size matchup that's there? just uh, he's an outside corner in okay, our okay. system so he's just out there um, and I assume that he'll be on best outside mm-hmm. so yeah he'll be on McMillan uh, and they'll just keep on moving cowing around. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's good. He's yeah. one of those guys you're going to look up and see in the league. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to touch on these running backs, and then I want you to touch on kind of the interesting story we've got with, with uh, Arizona's quarterback. But let me get these running backs out of the way first. Right. So DJ Williams uh, is the guy that got the most touches the other day. 14 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown, um, followed pretty closely by Jonah Coleman, who had 13 carries for 40 yards. So um, kind of a two-back situation there. Um, so both of those names we'll probably hear quite a bit with 27 carries between the two of them. Um, yeah, it, does it seem like they're a pretty balanced run and pass? Um, I didn't watch like their whole game. I just kind of watched their highlights because you know there was a lot going on last week. Yeah, I, I couldn't be self scouting for the team, so yeah, yeah, I didn't. But yeah, yeah. one one thing I didn't didn't mention about us is that I think this was the second most um, rushing attempts. Uh, talking about I think our it was the most. Attempts. Talking about our game against Memphis, it's the most or second most rushing attempts that we've had uh, in a game under Mike Leach, and I, I think that's kind of skewed by the some rain. sack. No, no, yeah, that too. But uh, the sack numbers uh, for Will Rogers with four sacks, those count as rushes as well. So I think we had 30 rushing attempts, which is uh, the most we've had under him. Some, I think the game against Kentucky last year also mm-hmm. had some, which was also a rainy game. Uh, it was rainy at some point during that day. So um, yeah. That's that's fun to see when it, when we're pretty balanced um, because I mean I think we, we might have broken off a couple runs of you know eight to ten yards or something like that mm-hmm. which is probably more than we saw all of last year um, but anyway that's all I wanted to mention about that it's just kind of us being more balanced the other day but like you said probably due to the rain but okay let's hear about this quarterback drama we've got going on uh before we get into this i kind of wanted to touch on the uh san diego state san diego state did not throw the ball much uh they had seven total completions 16 attempts um Mm -hmm. so wasn't really able to kind of you know get a feel for how arizona's coverage was but um uh, in the running game they were they were getting juked by guys wearing numbers in the 40s um so that has me feeling pretty good for dylan and uh marks so, mm-hmm. so yeah, just wanted to drop that one in there. Uh, really in-depth analysis into uh, West Coast football. Mm-hmm. So, so now that that's over, uh, let's get in the, into Jaden DeLora. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, uh, he's a quarterback from Hawaii, I believe. Uh, he plays, you know, the school where all the good Hawaii college football players come from. And he committed to Washington State 
in, I guess, yeah, 2020 in that recruiting cycle. He graduated early, went to campus, and five days later, Mike Leach took the Mississippi State job. And I listened to like a little podcast that a few of the guys have over there, and he brought that up, and he said this is the game that he's most excited for. And watching him, he... You know, I've seen a few Mike Leach quarterbacks. He looks like one. Uh, really fast uh, decision-making. He's kind of dumb sometimes. Like, like he'll just have, like, like a stupid interception just because, like, you, you, you throw so often that you start to trust your arm, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah he, he – I think he has a 4-1 to one touch, uh, touchdown to interception ratio over, like, last year, too. I think yeah. he was like all freshman last year at Washington State. Wow. So, yeah. But right. yeah, he's I good. Uh, I like his arm. He seems to have really good touch on the ball. I mean, honestly, if Mike Leach was at Washington State, probably have another one. So yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I'm really, I don't know if, I mean, I, I understand if he's like upset with Mike Leach about that. Um, just because, I mean, that, Seems like a crappy thing to do, but I mean, Mike Leach just took a better opportunity. I mean, you can't really blame him for it. And but, it kind of uh, sucks that like you graduate early and yeah, uh, like five five days. I don't and and it's Leach probably didn't know that he was gonna go because you know we did strike out the 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 Giants saved us from hiring Joe Judge. <laughs> so yeah, that would have been a disaster in hindsight. <laughs> I could not imagine us having a podcast and defending that man right now. <laughs> yeah. Just similar results to Mike Leach, but... But not, just defending not, someone no, who has no, no pedigree. Re- no redeeming qualities. Oh, he coached with Bill Belichick. He's about to ruin he, Mac Jones' career. <laughs> but does he dip on the sidelines and make funny press conferences? I think so. No. I think he does. He's not funny. Okay. Um... The only other thing I, I saw about Arizona was that in their game against San Diego State, we did see a familiar face, Tyrell Shavers, catch a touchdown pass for San Diego State. Um, you might remember him from one game at Mississippi State where he caught a touchdown. He was your player of KJ, the game. He was. In, K, in KJ Costello's um, uh, infamous debut, um, I don't think we saw Tyrell at all after that. Um he was one of the one of the first cuts from the team that Mike Leach made. So, um, anyway, that's all I had left on there. I just had him on our, on our yeah. script. Just they, to, they were just guarding. Shout out. Uh, they were covering uh, Tyrell Shavers, as we remember. He's like six foot five with a five eleven mm-hmm. guy. So, uh, ducking, go eat. <laughs> that's what I got. Oh, you big fella. All right, so. We're going to get into our pick em for the week. I do want to give a big shout-out to Cletus underscore 69 for going 9-1 and one this past week. It's I think that's crazy. the best. I think that is the best um, finish that we've had in a week ever on going for two. Nobody's ever had a 10-0 and week, so congrats on 9-1 and one and uh, try to make it two in a row. Uh, he did promise us he's getting a 10-0 and week sometime this year. I was 8-2, so. and two, wasn't I? You were. I was 6-4. and four, so. Dude, you suck. I was just trying to take your place in the six and four train. Um, anyway, let's try to quickly go through these. If we have something to say, we can definitely stop and say it. But okay, um, cool. ra- kind of rapid fire. All right, number one, we got App State at number six, Texas A and M. A and M didn't look great last week until the second half after like a 
12 hour lightning delay um, but I still think that they're like okay uh, give me A&M I'm gonna go A&M just because App State looked good last weekend doesn't mean they're good they were just going against a Gene Chiswick defense mm-hmm. so all right number two we've got number 10 USC at Stanford Whew. USC, USC looked really good last back. week um, Stanford could also do the thing where they keep the ball out of USC's hand and then just win it mm-hmm. at the end with a stupid field goal you know, like the boring way to do it. But yeah. I think USC has too much talent. Mm-hmm. So USC. Uh, I'm just super excited for them to be good again. We should start um, writing these down. Yeah, maybe so. I just kind of have to go listen. Uh, on yeah, like I hate doing that because like you skip and then we're making some stupid joke. Like, yeah. All right. I'm going to go USC as well. I just think it's really fun when they're back. Uh, I've never hated Lincoln Riley, so I'm just going to go with them. Um Game number three, we've got number one, Alabama at Texas. And really, this game is more just about is Alabama going to cover or not? But we can still pick our winner if we want to. Yeah. Um, one thing on this game is um, go, coming into this game, Nick Saban has never lost a non-conference road game in his 15 years at Alabama. Man. And if Bama good. wins at Texas this year, he will move to an, an incredible 3-0. and for those listening at home, that means in the past 15 years, as Alabama's often as Alabama's head coach, Nick Saban has played three non-conference road games. And I'm just going to name a few of our recent ones: uh, Memphis, Arizona this week, Arizona, <laughs> Kansas State, BYU, UMass, <laughs> UMass. Uh, I don't think. UL Lafayette counts, but no, it does not. Um, South Alabama, Southern Miss. Um, uh, we played at Oklahoma State one time. I think that was a neutral site, but I don't know. Um, just absurd. Louisiana Tech with the fourth and ninety-three thing. That was that was not a neutral site. Um, and Alabama, this stat could kind of be skewed. You might think by like the Chick Fil A like. Opening weekend, games, bro. They'd be whatever. playing Louisville and Duke. I do Louisville, not care. Duke, West Virginia, um, <laughs> Miami, USC. I don't think any of these teams were ranked when they played them. Um, actually, that's a list of teams that are always ranked at the beginning of the year and aren't ranked at the end. So probably so. But um, anyway, I'm gonna go Bama. Cool. I'll already probably, put Bama down for you. They're <laughs> probably gonna win uh, by three scores. Yeah. So bringing it to three and zero. Oh. All right. So. Next game is number four, South Carolina at number 16, Arkansas. That's an early season SEC game that I didn't expect. Yeah, I'm going to pick um, Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to go Arkansas there as well. Okay, cool. we got to stop doing this. I, I had to get that one before you got it. Um, All right. This one could get fun, but it's not going to. Game number five, number 23, Wake Forest, with their quarterback back in action um, at Vanderbilt. Jack, I hate to tell you, but Vandy, Vandy started in three and zero. Are you gonna pick Vandy? Mm-hmm. I'm going Wake Forest. Are you just doing that so we can differ on one? No, I I would have picked them regardless. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Wake Forest there. Moving us into game number six, we've got number twenty-four Tennessee at number seventeen Pitt. Uh, these two teams played in. Was it last year? It was last year. Last year in, in Knoxville, and uh, and Pitt won that one as well. So um, let's see what did what did Tennessee do last week? Um, they played they on like, Thursday beat night the against out of Ball State. Okay, 
so that tells us everything we need to know. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that Pitt keeps this little winning streak going against Tennessee. I'm going Pitt here. I'm also going Pitt here. Huh? I do not believe so, in Tennessee. I actually looked at this up on Win on Winsipedia earlier. They've played three times in their history. Pitt's won all three. So if that tells you anything, <laughs> that's um, as impressive as Nick Saban's stat. Mm-hmm. All right, game number seven. We got number twenty, Kentucky at number twelve, Florida. Game of the week, right here. By the way, um, one of the games of the week. I, I'm most excited about this one. Um, so. This is another chance for, for Billy Napier to prove something at Florida. Probably their biggest game of their season. Yeah. Um, Coming off of, of a top 10 win to start the season, and then yeah. you have the biggest game of your season. Yeah. I mean, biggest game not named Georgia, um, which could could turn into a really good one by the end of this if, if Florida keeps trending upwards. But um, I'm going to go Florida here pretty easily. I'm going to do it just... So we don't have the same exact list. Mm-hmm. But give me Kentucky. Um, you know, I'm okay. a big Will Levis fan. Mm-hmm. What I do for content. Okay, next uh, we have Arizona State at number 11, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to look and see what Arizona State did last week. They Arizona beat State has Emory Arizona. Jones. So they beat fun. Northern Arizona 40-3. to And Oklahoma State um, looked pedestrian against someone, if I remember, I think. Or either that or they scored 70. Um, look at it. I know Oregon State killed someone. They did. Yeah. You know, always get those two confused. So, OK State, they beat Central Michigan 58-44. to um, I'm taking Arizona State in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. Okay. Next game uh, is another kind of random matchup that we've got, but number nine, Baylor at number 21, BYU. Uh, Pick and BYU. They're the better uh, football team. I'm going to take Baylor in this one. Um, I picked against the Big 12 in my last pick, so I'm going to go with them. (laughs) Go with them here. And then game number 10. Jack, I hate to tell you, but isn't BYU moving to the Big 12? Hey, they're not there yet, though. All right, game number 10, America's Game of the Week. We've got Mississippi State at Arizona starting at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, shout out the shout out East Coast. Um, y'all going to be tired? We're <laughs> <laughs> starting another weapon. Okay. Um, I will pick Mississippi State to win this one. Tell me who you think is going to win, and I'll give you my score. Um, I'm going to go Mississippi State as well. Okay. As as scared as I am. All right. Can you tell me the spread? Are we 14 and a half? Uh, it moved up a lot today, I believe, in our favor. So the uh, public so seems to think that we're going to kill them, which is terrifying. Um, let me pull that up. Great podcasting, as always. Mm-hmm. People come here for this. Yeah, I hate that I go to ESPN and I have to scroll to the absolute bottom of it because it starts at 10. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Mississippi State by 10 and a half. About 10 and a half, okay. I think this one is going to be 35, 35 to 14. Okay. That's um, what I'm going with. Boring score. I'm going to say our offense stays ticking. Uh, give me... 42 to, okay, I don't want to just do the same score of last week, but I probably am going to. 
Um, you had forty-five something last week. Oh yeah, give me forty-two. What's a what's a good sounding score? Twenty twenty. Forty-two twenty-one. Twenty twenty-seven twenty-six. So twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. Forty-two to twenty-seven. Forty-two twenty-seven. I say thirty-five to fourteen. Okay. Both have us having. Both of us have us winning by multiple scores, so there we go. That means something, right? Um, all right, so that's going to do it for our pick em. Once again, we're going to post oh, these. We have to pick our players of the game. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going to go Tulu because I noticed that Arizona also struggles to kick the ball into the end zone on kickoffs, um, and I think that Tulu is going to house one this week. Okay. Uh, give me Dylan. Uh, uh, I think they're not going to be able to tackle him great. So, okay. yeah. And then what you got on defense? Um, Matthew Stafford just threw another interception. The NFL just such a better product. Um, sorry, it's really it's really like hard for me to think it's going to be anybody but Jet Johnson just because of the effect he has on every single play. But um, Forbes is going to be kind of in his element going against a guy with with really good size. And um, you got to pick Forbes every week. <laughs> Until he gets an interception, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> he's going up against a guy with really good size. He's going to put him on an island, and I think he's going to have an interception in this game. Shut up. You know what's fun? The fact that I haven't had to come in here and like fake who I'm going to pick yet, but I'm going to pick uh, Colin Duncan. Uh, okay. He graded out as our best defensive player last week, Yeah. Uh, according to PFF, so... Yeah, I'm gonna pick Colin Duncan. Dunking. So, Duncan. Right. Sorry, it's late. You know, we're getting to mm-hmm. that point. Good podcasting. All right. Good so, podcasting. Uh, moving into our favorite segment. Once again, on the Pick'em, uh, we will post those games with our uh, normal post for the week. So you guys will have a chance to DM us. And don't worry, games aren't starting. Like games on here aren't starting until Saturday. So you'll have all the time in the world to send those in. Just send them in before the first game starts, and we will give you a shout out on the next episode if you are the highest, uh, if you have the best record. So, moving on to our Instagram questions, and thank you guys so much for sending those in. First question is from football jimothy 17 uh, are you guys scared about jacob cowing and delara nah yeah. they're gonna be good they're in okay. arizona our defense <laughs> what are they gonna do to me um <laughs> our defense our defense is pretty good i, th- I think uh we'll be able to, to limit the damage there um is that all you got to say hunter they're not yeah, gonna pretty hurt much you. they're in, they're not they're really in arizona um Brooks Taylor had a couple questions here. First one, did the delay help prep the team for the late kickoff this weekend? Uh, that was one of my tired slash wired things that I typed out to you uh, in, yeah. in my days. Like, oh, yeah. getting ready for next week. Or at least mm-hmm. I thought it. I don't know. I may like, not have since sent. But. It's a completely different situation when you're expecting the game to start at 10 uh, versus when it you just like get that thrown on you. But, Check, but I mean, you have sure. to expect the unexpected. I'm sure it can't can't hurt the fact that they played most of the game after ten o'clock, but I mean I don't I don't know how much of an effect it's really gonna have. I think it's 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 a it was a funny thing to think about though. All right, uh, next question: What was your favorite game this weekend aside from Mississippi State? Um, just because I was able to watch it, I think LSU Florida State had to have been. Yeah, I, I think that I mean, one. UNC App State was was good, but like. I've seen games end like that before. Mm-hmm. Like run, the the running back of the the onside kick was odd, but like this this was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this was so funny. 
Uh, and it's just the fact that it's a it's a brand new coach, and you got to see the downfall of LSU fans like from start to finish, and then you got to see him build up a little bit, and then it was just like the rug got swept out from under him. So um, there was there was a, just a range of emotions that I got to live through. So yeah, uh, that one's that one's pretty good. But which game like had like you know you know I enjoyed seeing what happened the most. Uh, give me Virginia Tech uh, losing to Old Dominion. I love seeing them storm the field. Yeah, that was good. That was I love good. a nice and, storm. And also, I mean, I, I considered the um, West Virginia uh, pit game as like the best college football game ever. <laughs> I mean, a couple of times. <laughs> so it's it's easy for me to forget that when you have LSU lose the way they did. But that was a good one too. Yeah. Um, next question is from Courtney Purvis, and she says, after week seeing week one, which SEC team are you excited to watch? Quick um, question. Has Courtney uh, like looked out and saw what she's going to change her Instagram handle to? Hmm. When she listens to this, we probably should be thinking about it. By Hunter, too. There you go. You know, I'm married. Court.Taylor, maybe? Ah, you'd um, be surprised. All right, so um, I can tell you I'm not excited to watch... Ole Miss, at least right now. Last year, Matt Corral and their their um, just group of wide receivers was pretty fun to watch. You know, they're a ten win team. Like they they were pretty fun. This year, it is just it is just like watching paint dry. Um, and you could say the same thing about the air raid, but it's my team. I, I don't I don't think it's boring. Um, LSU, or Ole Miss not fun to watch. Who are you most excited to see that? Most excited to see. I think you gotta say Florida here. That's that's my only answer. Yeah, I think um, anybody else like either kind of slip walk through this week or like Alabama and Georgia just like do- dominated. Like um, Florida won a game that they weren't really expected to, so they were exciting week one, and I, I hope they're exciting throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Robinson brings us our last question. It says, "What are you, what are you using to stay awake for these late night games?" Um, asking for a friend. Um, I drank coffee the other night. Really? Yeah. Dude, I was tired. Um, <laughs> I would I would suggest White Monster, um, the sugar-free. Getting up that and going for a walk during no. halftime. That one, that, you don't want to keep the blood flowing, dude. You want to limit that as much as possible. Doctor <laughs> advice. Um, not a doctor, right, that, by the way. <laughs> not, not a doctor. I just took the MCT, too. I'm good. Um all right, so that's going to do it for our Instagram questions, and that's also going to do it for our episode. I'm super excited about another weekend of Bulldog football. Get those pickums sent in to us as quick as possible. Send them to our um, or DM us on Instagram or comment on our Instagram post if you want to do that. If you want to show your picks to everybody, um, you're just subjecting yourself to, to further scrutiny. But um, anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will see you back next week on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Once again, not going to see them. Never see them. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Going for Two with Hunter 2. My name is Hunter 2. And this is the Hunter 2 show. This is the (laughs) The bonus episode. If you've made it this far, you are eligible for um, financial compensation from Going for Two with Jack Taylor Incorporated. (laughs) And you may have mesothelioma. <laughs>